Yeah. Alright, anyway, so it's podcast time, Rob. Just me and you. Just, yeah, me, mate. just me and you. an aid of my podcast. With no man. With no man. Only yeah. the second time it's ever happened. And uh, yeah, last time, the vote to see whether he got the boot was, was inconclusive, as I recall. Yeah, we, we'd reach an impasse. Mm. With no votes. Yeah, so with no votes. Unbelievable scene. We might really. have to run another one. Yeah, just to see what's what. Um, Alright, so anyway, on the, 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 the viewership... We're back up to a double figures for last yeah, week. We, we did back all right. Back up to 11. And plus we've, we've attracted attention for some kind of agent. I don't know what that's about. <laughs> he seems dark. We're, we're, we are prime lads for catfish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hugely. Yeah, we are. Uh, yeah. yeah. I like to think that like, if he invites us anywhere, we should just send Mike and just, yeah. just let him get Either that or at least take some of Karloff's knives with us. Quite a lot of knives, I would suggest. Wait, wait, where's my cutlery? It'll be all right, but we're only gone for an hour. Yeah. We'll be back, mate, don't worry. It will bring it with, it's fine. Don't you worry about that, mate. Don't I'm not worry about you, lads. I'm worried about the cutlery. Yeah, rightly so. So anyway, with, with Mike missing, obviously Mike takes up a lot of our time with his pointless stories, we're going nowhere. Um, so, <laughs> so I was thinking we could do like a, a European football roundup. Yeah, I mean, it sounds good. There's been a lot. Yeah, it's a lot going on. So, like a few. Taking, because we, we've not done one for like over a week, is it? Yeah, it was last. It was Thursday last time. So, we've had. We've essentially had two weeks of action. I mean, we were pretty jazzed about WrestleMania, so. Yeah, we were. We should we should touch on WrestleMania at yeah, some point. We should do. Um, Alright, so, so if we this do. Is, this has got the, uh, the potential to go well over an hour. It does, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean. Yeah, it's good to have work. There's not three of us because you know it does make it longer with yeah, a third sure. person. Especially if we have wrestling with Mike. Yeah, he loves a bit of wrestling. <laughs> and rightly so. Yeah. Rightly so. Um, anyway, so I mean, we might as well start with England. Seems as well England's a real place, and uh, City won the league today, which uh, you it told me inevitable. Yeah, it was. You fell asleep during the United game, which I, did. I actually think was <laughs> the move to make with the United game. I was saying to me before, but like. You were fine before. I was tired, but I didn't think I was a four-hour nap tired. But the United game killed me off. Like I watched Milan. I watched Milan Napoli before, and I was like, you know, (laughs) energised. You were jazz, mate. You you seemed fine until until. I was like, this is really good. Then United were on. Yeah, it reminded me of sorry, reminded me of the Simpsons episode. I mean, spoofs, you know, football. Yeah, and it's like the, and it's <laughs> yeah. a, someone passes it to someone. Pass it. He passes it. He passes it. He just keeps going like left and right. Yeah, the ball was, doesn't move forward, but was, the commentator's proper ramps up and down. It was an awful game of football. And then I think he just shouts, "Hold it! Hold it!" <laughs> yeah, it was. Um, as I say to you, it really felt like a United's league ended last week type game. Like, there was there was just nothing good happening for United um, yeah. at all. I wouldn't say rightly so, but it's just common sense. Like, yeah. They're not in the running for anything. And yeah, I mean, you can get, can get up to City because it's yeah. your, your big you know, cross city rivals. But and it and it was West Brom. West Brom at home, they're down. They're down. They're down. But you know, something nice for their fans. Yeah, I mean, I know it doesn't. That sounds pretty <laughs> condescending. <laughs> I mean, it is, but it. At the same time, it is also. Yeah, you know, it's like they've, they've won a whole track. We're getting it's, relegated. It's better than a procession to relegation, yeah. you'd imagine. A little bit of fight from him, but they should have done that sooner, shouldn't they? Pardew. Yeah, I don't think they ever really got behind Pards, to be honest. Um, well, he did. They did steal as many taxis 
League wins <laughs> under his stewardship. So. so, I mean, we can only hope that Pardew rocks up at, um, at Chelsea next year. <laughs> and that's a big hope. I mean, we've spoken about this before, off air, but how, me- how can Premier League teams trust him now? Well, I mean, I would say they can't, but as you know, like, like I am... It never ceases to amaze me that British managers are constantly given jobs despite failure, and yet still feel like it's okay to go on and complain about British managers not getting yeah. jobs. I like, mean, to be fair, I do think there's one about young British managers. Yeah, but they, like, it's not the phone, it's you. But it is like the merry-go-round of what, Moyes, Pardew, Yeah, Pulis. is on there. Pulis, to be fair to him, is like he's dropped down to Middlesbrough, and it's like, you know, it'll be fair, fair enough to... to to Pulis, he's like, he's pretty quickly got back in the game, like, and he's dropped down a little like you'd expect him but to have to do. he's had three clubs on Evo where you'd be like, you know, yeah, like a good young progressive English manager. Club. Yeah, I'll give you, but he did a good but job at he did a good job at everyone. Yeah. Like, he did a good job at West Brom, it's just, I remember reading, like, a little tweet from, um, I can't remember exactly what, I think it was that zonal marking guy. Hmm. On Twitter, and he he was talking about Mark Hughes, and he was like, "Look, in this day and age of football, if you get four years out of a coach at a team like Stoke or like a West Brom, like that's yeah. amazing." Yeah, it's just human nature now in football where you can't. There's no longevity unless you're at a good team. No, and even then, it's not that no. long. But I, I can't remember where I was talking to Mike about this on the podcast. But I reckon essentially, like the third year is dead hard because basically, like first year. Essentially, if you know people are just like they're willing to write off you underperforming slightly, like yeah, first true. year, second year, again, it dep- if you underperform again, you're probably out. But like the second year really sets the tone for the for third year. So if you overperform in your second year, then any form of underperformance in the third gets you sacked. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. I mean, so yeah, it's, it's you know it's a it's a tough one that like, you have to either plus it, especially mm. with the Premier League now with so much money from. TV and stuff yeah. like teams can make that big jump like Stoke were buying people like Hesse they were yeah <laughs> but, like if you look at Stoke's like they weren't doing yeah, John look, Walters or no when they were signing Dean Whitehead oh I I once on, on Twitter said a thing about how I didn't see much difference between Mark Hughes' style and Tony Pulis's. spent the entire rest of the night being verbally abused on Twitter, I stop. I don't know where they all came from. <laughs> yeah, it's like they search stuff. <laughs> yeah, it was like, honestly. We've got him. We've got him. To George, yeah, no, it's just like lads. That don't like. I don't care that much. Yeah, if you stuff. say it's all better and you go in every week, then fine. I'd like the figures. They seem to 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 take it as well. I was saying, oh, they're still shit. What I was actually trying to say was, like, you know, Pulis was a bit hard done to you know like like Mark Hughes was getting plodded so I was going playing like this it's like but Tony Pulis was they're doing a, they're a weird like I went to university <coughs> close to Stoke and they're a weird um, like paradox in they did enjoy the agricultural football yeah. but then they hated the stigma that came with it Yeah, so they were like ah oh, you know it's we don't play that bad lads I've been it's a hard it's a torrid watch at times yeah and to the point where you were you started to make like a towel material underneath Roy Delap's kit yeah <laughs> yeah that was a weird day 
Um, I think Ryan Shorten had one as well because there's two of them you could sort of take like. Yeah, Shorten's wasn't as good, was no, it? No, the laps was like. I don't know where he develops it. I don't remember him having that at Derby or Southampton. No, I remember, like, he did because I remember when he signed for Southampton, my Southampton supporting mate was moaning because he was my record uh, signing and he, and he was like, we've just signed someone who's just a long throw for like five mil, like when it was a decent amount for Southampton. Although, and, and like, he, he did know, but he never actually did it for them. But it was like yeah, it was part I mean, of his like, reputation. I never really saw it from yeah, him. Was Crouch for what a year? Uh, or did he like, gone by then? It was. I can't remember who there at the same time. But like Crouch was there for I a mean, year. I he only had about half a season. Yeah, we did have beat. Good for Southampton. James yeah, Beattie. he had a really good record. Good. But he went Stoke, didn't he? In his career, die. Uh, no, James B. He went Everton first. But yeah, he played at Stoke both. Yeah, I think. But, he, but that was yeah. the dying embers of his. Um, that period where Stoke kept signing strikers who'd look like they might make a good Premier League striker but then didn't so like, <laughs> or they did years ago before uh, they actually yeah ginger got. fellow who's for secret football I'm up Dave Gitson yeah yeah he, he hates his, uh, his Stokes thing I can imagine he uh, probably he is. talks very critical of one culture you suspect it's Tony Beerless <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, I mean I, you know I'd Never seen Pulis at work, but at least Pulis has got a plan and, like, he, you know, if everyone gets on board, it works pretty well. Yeah, he, I mean, he revolutionised the Premier League at times, playing four centre-backs across a, <laughs> a back line. <laughs> it was it a revolution we needed? Who's to say? But it happened. <laughs> I mean, it was for West Brom, because it, it did have a good, yeah, no, solid, solid success. And so, like we were just saying, to take it, you know, back mm. a full 180, players just start believe and it's not really yeah. a diamond on a coach you just need in football now just fresh ideas yeah it's, it's like I think a lot of players like, like I think a lot more than ever before in, in the past there's obviously a lot of like players are like look I'm going to outlast the manager yeah so like yeah. you know I'm not going to get sacked so like you know it doesn't doesn't matter he'll probably be gone and, and as well as you've seen at big clubs like you know, Chelsea did this with Mourinho and I know they won yesterday, but they did look a little bit like they were doing it with Conte. But there's so much player power now. They're like, yeah. we're just going to down tools. We're getting the stats, and we don't uh, buy in large. Care Chelsea about fit for me. How it looks. Chelsea for me in terms of doing that are getting towards the Real Madrid levels of doing it at people. Like, yeah, they do it a fair bit. Yeah, and, and like, it's so blatantly obvious. And when it's you know when it's repeatedly happened, like you've got to start because both Mourinho and, and Antonio Conte, whatever you think about them are good good coaches good managers they're not like you know they're not both going to have wrecked the same squad of players is no. basically what I'm saying like one of them might have had a big falling out you can't see it being two but anyway um, yeah so so City won the league anyway was, was, was the big thing in England and fair play to him what was odd about the United game was I uh, don't know who's commentates for Sky at the minute kept going on about how much it hurt United that they'd handed City the title and stuff. And it was like, was it we... not Martin Tyler? No, it wasn't Tyler. So it was Smith, Alan Smith, was it? Alan, no, Alan Smith wasn't saying it. Like, Alan Smith was trying to be a voice of reason. Oh, and was right. like, he was doing it with Tyler. Yeah, he was breaking in and going, well, I mean, I think it'd be more that they've played so badly against the team in the league. But it's like, oh no, this is the last way they wanted to. But no, lads, after preventing him and winning it against us, we. That was yeah, it. That was our cup final. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're done now. That was our cup final. We don't. What's the difference in 
pissing it away and handing City the title this week as opposed to that. They're going to win the league. Yeah, like, he was talking like United fans had started believing we could win the league again. It was, <laughs> it was very, very I mean, strange. you looked at the running man. I, I mean, I had a quick glance. <laughs> mainly just to... <laughs> Mainly just to ascertain for myself when when it would happen, if you know what I mean. Because uh, I was just curious about, so I was curious about like if they did lose to Tottenham, like how quickly they would obviously get back on track, if you know what I mean. So if they had like a couple of tricky away games after it, like yeah. it could have snowballed, but it, nah, no. nah. I think they got Swansea at home next. It was never going to be a thing. Uh, but speaking of City, I mean, you know, obviously, you you and me have been pretty pep critical. Uh, on the podcast, so yeah, I might as well acknowledge that they have been by far the best. Oh, but like, I'm not so much critical yeah. of him, although I do think it's more in the Champions League since what 2011. He has he's got it spectacularly wrong on a regular like basis, every yeah. every big knockout game he's played mm. more or less. But uh, it's the coverage around him. Yeah, it's so very it's, annoying. It's people who treat him like a messiah. Yeah, and then when he did a bit shit last year, they sort of do sweep it under the carpet. But then when he has a you know in the league a spectacular year, they come out with articles about how he's you know he's bent English football to his will and stuff. And so about exactly he's, revolu- he's revolutionised English football, and you know everyone else is playing catch up. It's it's like and he said this by his own admission. It's quite easy when you've got a lot of money. Yeah, like yeah, exactly, and. So I mean, he did, I mean, he didn't again, bend it to his will last year because he nah. limped to third place, and at times well, looked like he wasn't going to make the Champions League. <laughs> they have been great this year. They've been all fantastic, fantastic this year. Yeah, the they've football been a great they play watch as well. has been superb. But I mean, yeah, I agree with you. I, the, the coverage is is ridiculous. But I don't really want to get into City again. I just want, more no. wanted to put on record the acknowledgement that they are the best and and quite a long way ahead of. of of everyone else. Oh, they're, they're like, yeah. If I was a, I mean, you know, I look out for United results and stuff. But if I was a fan of like United, Chelsea, I wouldn't put Liverpool in that because they're a little bit below him. Yeah. The financial superpower. If I was a fan of United and Chelsea, I'd be, I'd be like, where's this going to end? Because they look well better than us, and they're going to go out and spend loads of money next year because they're still chasing that. Yeah, exactly. Champions so, League. I mean, I fully expect him to win the league again next year. Um, yeah, don't really see that being avoidable. Um, I don't just you know just on a quick United no because I am a United fan. Um, I don't know how I feel about United. Really can't get a handle well, on it. We touched on it a couple of weeks ago, didn't we? Where yeah, I just there's a lot of coaches who you know high ceiling, low floor. Yeah, you can take a punt on them, but they they seem scarred by Moxie. Yeah, and I would, and be I would be as well. Awful. And you touched on it; it was a great point you made a, when we did the Mourinho centric mm-hmm. podcast. Where if you're Ed Woodward, yeah, you, you got to ride this out with yeah, Mourinho. You can't, you can't be the guy who's constantly chopping, changing coaches because it's your job. Yeah, and it's... if you're like, oh, but he's not worked, but. Believe me next time, because I'm going to bring this guy. Like, Ed, it's been ten managers now. <laughs> yeah, you can. we got to stop We're just going to replace you, Ed, yeah. But, yeah, so, um, you know, that's pretty much it. For the, I suppose, obviously, Liverpool qualified and got Roma, which is upsetting. But, again, though, like, I've seen it um, on media and mm. on wherever, you know, where fans put their opinion out to, for everyone to see where... 
they're chuffed they've got Roma. Yeah, it's a bit weird. And I think Roma would be like, well, we're chuffed we've got you. <laughs> yeah. Like, we're, we're closer <laughs> yeah. to each other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're closer to each other than we are to either Real or Bayern. Mm. And I think the weird thing about the media and the pundits who have covered Champions League, especially the BT guys, is they're like, no, no one wants to play Liverpool because they've knocked out City. Well, Roma have just knocked out Barca. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, yeah, it's Roma a sort just, of... Just, just... Took Again, school, like Liverpool are favourites, but I was saying this to Carlos. I think when we were watching Liverpool yesterday, first time now they've got the pressure of yeah. people expectant now. Yeah, exactly. It's interesting, and the second leg being at Roma, they've not conceded a goal. It's what is it, Chelsea, Barca, or Atletico? If they can keep it tight first game, I don't. Know. I mean, I I, I fancy close. them to to do something at the Olympic. Yeah, like it, I think it being at Anfield first is a massive plus for Roma. Yeah, me too. The only thing I'd be worried about if I was a Roma fan is the the pace at Anfield's frenetic. Yeah. And it's a big change from what you're seeing in in Syria. But they'll have chances to score. Yeah, they'll have to because that's just how they are. And I I think they will score at Anfield. I mean, we'll see how we go. I think Liverpool will get through. I want Roma to get through so badly it hurts me a little. But um, I, yeah, I, I reckon I can Liverpool to get Plus beat. Plus they're both in, in different sort of well, similar not different similar stages in the league where they're more or less assured what their season objective was. Yeah. Which was Champions League. They play with house money now, so there's not big league games in between their Champions League. Yeah. That's so true. like, I think they'll both be fully committed to just we're playing crap. Yeah, playing crap lads in in the league where you know, Benevento or whatever, and right, and, and then we'll go for all out for the Champions League because that's what Roma did. Like they, I think they they third or fourth. They're with Lazio. They played tonight. They drew nil nil, mm. but they played Fiorentina. Was it last week before the Barca game? And everyone's like, "Why is he playing a shit team?" They're out. They've lost 4-1 the first game against Barca. And he was like, you'll see. <laughs> you'll see. <laughs> He's like, mate, but you've lost and you've, you've lost ground on the Champions League race. And he was like, yeah, but we've got Barca next week. <laughs> got Barca, lads? And he was like, yeah, whatever, mate. You'll probably put his back. But you'll see. <laughs> you'll see. Um, so, yeah, just on the other semi-final as well, obviously, it all went a bit... Oh, oh so the other quarters all went a bit mental at, at Real. Like, with, with that penalty and Gigi Buffon being a relentless knobhead about it. Yeah, I mean, you know. He's, a, he's tarnished his reputation. I'm an Italian football stan. I love Buffon. And I think he's the best keeper ever. But it's, that article I read destroyed today... destroyed his reputation. The, I mean, he has been an absolute twat this week. But to write an article how he's destroyed his legacy and that's all you'll ever think about him when Zidane... Acted like a ball and headbutted someone. <laughs> Suarez has been racist and bitten two people. Even At Eric, least two. Even Eric Cannon, I booted someone in the face. <laughs> he did as well. Like, unrepentantly. <laughs> like you said about De Canio. Yeah. A fascist who pushed over a referee and no one cares. <laughs> yeah. No give one it, cares. Give it a Look, nobody is ever going to care about that. Diego Maradona ended his career as a drug cheat who had just been kicked out of a, of a World Cup. And... That's the first time in years I've even thought of that. I mean, Pele, I mean you... Pele advertises Viagra. And to be <laughs> fair, we do we do bring that up a little yeah. bit. Yeah, but, just because he can't. But it's a side it note in his 
fantastic okay, football. It is. It is the it's the epitome of like of how the media is at the minute, where like the whatever's just happened is the biggest thing in the world. Like, and it I is. Think, I think for what a few makes days. it as well over here is that it was an English referee. Yeah, and don't like this isn't condoning move on like. Like, again, we, we're on record, he was a knob, and, like, you know, there should be some punishment and everything for that, but, ultimately, you know, it's not going to affect how people look back on no. his career. No. Because Harold Kenyo physically assaulted a referee. <laughs> when people go, uh, yeah, but was, looking back on Buffon's career, was he the best ever? No, but remember that time he, he went a bit Ric Flair <laughs> at Real Madrid and started going mad? <laughs> Like, you're going to have to refresh my memory I don't quite remember it's, no I've no memory what I do remember is him being like a world class keeper for like 20 years I remember winning a world cup <laughs> is that relevant no. yeah it is yeah, just like, like and that is how it works like at the same time if you look back at even players from the 90s and you look back and you know you, you, you think about their careers you don't really like, like the assumption there is oh you'll only ever remember the last thing they did that is not true at yeah. all. I think what um, accentuates it a little bit is that we've made Buffon, without him really getting to know him yeah. as a as a person, we've made him into this regal character of football. So we've like, it's not a character for him to just be normal. <laughs> you know, just to display yeah. human behaviour. When you stop behavior. and think about it, no, actually, yeah, I don't know what his character is. Yeah. <laughs> could be anything. He could do it all the time at because home, he's old, all. Because he's old and he's kept his nose yeah. clean, we've made him out to be this, like... And he, he stuck with you there as well through the relegation, yeah. which which obviously reflects well on him. But, yeah, I mean, like, you fans, are not, in particular, are not going to... They're going to remember him as a guy who stuck with them when they went down to Serie B and stuff. This is this is nothing. This is just going to be a footnote in issue. By and large, <coughs> you know, whether it's for Juve, tinted glasses or not, they didn't see it as a penalty. So they're with him. Yeah, I mean, they're with him on the, are oh, we were. Yeah, I was in my WhatsApp group for the fantasy football with people that literally in the entire group, like the most recently I saw any of them was like a year ago. It's from an old work. Not not the last place I worked, the one before that, which is like a decade ago. But I'm still in it because there's a lot of people in the fantasy football. Uh, but yeah, like one guy in there just kept going on, but it wasn't a penalty. And kept doing that ridiculous argument people make about how, oh, it's not a no-contact sport. No, I'm not saying it is. I'm just saying you can't foul people in the area about a sport. Yeah, like, I mean, like I was just saying, I, I'm a, a big Italian football guy. Mm. I thought it was a penalty. Yeah. I think I shouted, that's a penalty. Yeah, like it, it, you know. And and I don't get the, yeah, he's dived. Look, picture yourself in Lucas Vasquez's shoes. You've got the chance to be the headline. Yeah, you're not taking that penalty. No, you want to score there because it's about a yard out. You're not going to throw yourself to the floor and go, well, I'm not going to score. Ronnie's Ronnie's better off scoring there. Like, like, even if he does make the most of any contact, don't matter because you have fouled him. Like, you know, like, folks who, oh, he was looking for it. I mean, even if he was ridiculously looking for it. Like, he could be looking for you to kick him in the head. If you do, then kick I him mean, in the head. No that's one really bit... dissected it because nah. uh, it was, you know, the penalty was a big story. But where was Ben Atia before he, he, <laughs> yeah. he tried to horrendously yeah, recover know. and win the ball? Like, where yeah. was he? It wasn't even like it was great movement. They just lumped it up to Ronaldo, who acted like Crouch. He nodded it down. And then there was just Vasquez all alone in the middle. Yeah. 
Like, I mean, obviously the, the big thing for a lot of people was like, particularly Juve, you can understand how Juve feel hard done to, because they did, you know, they got back in the match, they got level and everything, they'd done a lot of really good work, and then they lost it just on just one ridiculous mistake. But they lost it, though, on a st- strength that yeah. people, you know, that's what their team's predicated on. Yeah. It's like, they're spying and we don't concede and we're great, like, when yeah, we have to like, defend. Like they, I mean, they thought they would go to extra time and then they gave away, like, I yeah. said to you, though, like, the last 15 minutes, they looked gassed. Well, they're, they're not a young team. Are they they look spent. I think Real smelled it on them as well. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, like, I don't know. The thing with Juve, I don't know if you saw after. <laughs> there was, I don't know if it's a director or general manager, whatever. But all the conspiracies came out. Oh, yeah. So I they were like, you know what's happening? Kalina's on purpose giving us crap referees. <laughs> Yeah. And I'm like, mate, I, I, don't, I don't think that's how it works. Like, You're also persecute... And, uh, and again, <laughs> it's how it, it was takes. a penalty. <laughs> and then the Napoli guy came out and was like, yeah, he's right. <laughs> like, no, that's not how it works. Why are you here? <laughs> yeah, mate, what, what's going on? <laughs> Why are you in agreement with you, mate? And uh, again, <laughs> I was like, you know, I've watched enough Italian football to know that Juve have always been. The other team usually I'm a... Yeah the benefit of a good decision. For them to have the cheek that there's conspiracy about yeah, referees was absolutely impressive. ironic and it made me quite happy. <laughs> good on you. Well, I mean, that's that's probably a good segue into what's happening in Italian football at the minute. That's the first of our European roundup. Uh, Juve won the league, haven't they? Yeah, they won in Juve fashion this year. They just grind it out. They don't play great stuff, but... They do win like three net. Like they've yeah, scored that's... more than the Napoli this year, but Napoli are billed as the entertainers. Yeah, and it's Juve weird. Are, that does happen but a lot. But Napoli, we watch a game today. They've been running on fumes for a good couple of months. I think what happens is, I mean, their squad's it's decent, but their manager Sari, he only really believes in like twelve or thirteen lads. Is it fourteen players with you? So something ridiculous. I mean, it must be more than that. But I think it's more than that, but it's like it's a there's tiny not amount, a lot it, where yeah. like, and for that way they play as as well, they they look knackered. Every game I've watched them for the last month, after about fifty minutes, they look pretty yeah. tired. And today, Milan, I know. Donnarumma made one of the yeah, best saves I've ever seen great, at the end. Yeah, but that was the only chance save. Napoli had for a good 30 minutes. Like, they were on the back foot. It was Milan coming at them. It was that Millet guy, wasn't it? Yeah. Mm. Like, How's it, he been getting on? He, he tore his ACL twice. I know he yeah, tore it a... once, I and mean, he had a big injury again. But his problem was Sari realising that he could turn Drees Mertens. Into, into a godlike figure. <laughs> <laughs> so that's when he lost his, his spot. he was initially brought in just to replace Higuain. It's just like for like. Hmm. And he, he started off quite well. He looks a good fit. He's good on the ball. He can drop deep and he can hold it up and stuff. And he's a good focal point. Not overly fast. But Napoli have sort of changed how they play. To accommodate Dries. So a lot of it's on the floor. The he does. A lot of it's on the floor. And then, you know, one guy will pull in drop deep and then it'll leave a gap for someone else to run on and and so on but I don't know I, I think if Napoli this was the year I felt yeah like, like they put all the eggs like into the, the league basket I mean, you know maybe I maybe I misinterpreted what happened 
was happening. But it felt like for a while, like Juve were kind of, off the pace, probably not the word, but Juve didn't look quite as Juve at the start. Like it looked like yeah, like Napoli managed to steal a, a pretty decent match on them early doors. Well, they did that. I remember in Higuain's last year at Napoli, oh, okay. where Juve started off pretty bad, mm. then rattled off wins and ended up with like ninety six points or something. <laughs> yeah, and they yeah, look like they're going to do it this year because a lot of the time just functional, but then win three 0 and stuff. Well, the, the Spurs Champions League tie is a good example of who Juve are and what they do. It's like was all because. Especially yeah, Spurs after outplayed him for what, what about 160 yeah, like, 180 this is minutes. incredible from Spurs they really show me can play with the big boys not beat them but <laughs> but yeah they're that kind of team you know? I mean, they're just like oh lads well, they've just know how to get it done they've got enough yeah. old lads who know how to sort of they're used to winning as yeah. well makes a difference that I reckon like they're just so I read an article ages ago which was quite interesting about uh, like Ronaldo and, and Messi and their ridiculous goals going against points where it's just like look, like the feeling of just going onto a pitch just assuming that you're going to score like that must make a massive difference to your form it's like look of course I'm going to score I always score that's just what <laughs> yeah, I do <laughs> I mean yeah we, we've, we've all played football at some level and when you're hot you're hot yeah you're like I can yeah. score up scored an hat-trick last week you <laughs> score again today and then when you don't score, it makes you a bit upset, and you go eight games without scoring after. Yeah, and you just like, I mean, you know. But he's done it too long now for that yeah, to, to, to ever No, never again. But, but yeah, so like, it, it, so is there, any, is there anything interesting left in Italian football? Is there anything... We've got a bit of a Champions League chase. So I think Lazio are fourth, uh, or Roma are fourth. It's one of them to a fourth. They played a nil-nil today, which is bizarre, because Lazio... In midweek, conceded was it four at Salzburg <laughs> yeah. or something? So they were winning one nil. Ty looks over at five to an aggregate. Then lose was it six five an aggregate? Yeah, that is it. That like is it really exactly. snowballed, but yeah, you, you wouldn't expect them to keep a clean sheet, but they did today. Um, Milan have left it a bit late. Yeah, so they they look like Milan are an interesting one, aren't they? Because they obviously apparently have the money, but that's no longer a thing. Yeah, they apparently have the money. Well, they, in theory. They've just, they've just signed Gattuso up for the long haul, haven't they? Yeah, it seems well like with, with their owner, he's, is it, what's the guy for Birmingham? Carson, he's Carson, Carson Young, Young a little bit. Yeah. So he, I think he's actually just yeah. talking as though he's got Monopoly money. <laughs> yeah, just, just throwing money. But I think what it. happens, if he, if he can't do, they've given like deadlines to, you know, come up with at least like 10 mil before this date. 30 mil before this date or whatever. I think it just goes to like a hedge fund. Oh, okay. In, in America. But I don't know what they're going to do with it. Well, yeah, I mean, hedge funds are not generally in it for football reasons. No. I mean, they'll just want money out of Milan. So they'll, I'd, you know, I'd, you'd assume that they would they would attempt to, to raise the value and sell it. But and who it's knows? a shame because... Like Milan, both Milan teams are historically like big clubs. Well, we were talking about this earlier. From so from the early nineties, so essentially when I kind of got into football as like because I was seven through about ten, they were they were like pretty much unquestionably the best team in the world. They were just the team, if you know what I mean. Yeah, they were, they were the big lads. Definitely. Um, yeah, and like it's even when Juve start winning stuff. Like my perception of Milan as you as Italy's big boys. Didn't really change till 
yeah, quite late. Because what in the we 90s. were saying, well, like that was because they were winning in Europe. Yeah, of course. So I think Juve. Yeah, Juve have always been united, like the yeah. most supported and stuff. And Milan are a bit like Liverpool, where they're behind in league titles, but they're more dominant in Europe. Yeah, maybe from like a couple of just real fine spells. Um, the Paolo Maldini is but like yeah the San Siro was was real good so like the atmosphere like it felt like an old school you know Milan are back even though they're not quite no it felt though like the fans are like you know we're in they know we've got money though haven't they yeah that'll be an interesting summer for them Uh, they can keep a caddy that'll be big for them won't it he seems like he's bought in yeah, he as does. being Mr. Inter, so, so I, it just depends, I think, what they want to do. Yeah, I think, so I think he wants a real to push, stay. Yeah, because like, for some reason, like I, I can see Akari rocking up at Paris Saint-Germain. Yeah, me too, me too. I don't know whether that It would take a lot of money to get him. Yeah, I, I'm not sure, and I think, I think Paris will have a relatively quiet year, transfer-wise. So I think, obviously... Basically, the the actual money for Mbappe has to go out this year. Um, so yeah, it does. Yeah, because they they basically they they officially have loaned him from from Monaco with no fee for this year. So yeah, like, to get another year out. Of yeah, so they essentially the, fair play thing. so the cost is spread over five years when it should really be four. Um, but anyway, so and I think yeah, so I think Paris will will essentially not buy anyone massive. I think they'll well, go... They're quite with, young in Yeah, in, in defence and centre-mid. They'll obviously they, make a couple of signings, but I don't think they'll... I wouldn't be shocked if they raid Monaco. Again. Yeah, they do seem to have a penchant right. for doing that. Like Fabinho... When we, or probably, when we sat down to this, they were raping Monaco. I think they finished 5-1 in the end. Yeah, that's not ideal for Monaco, is it? Was it was 4-0 after, what, 28 minutes or something? Yeah, France was. just... Moving on to the next year of the energy, France has reverted to type this year, hasn't it? Yeah, um, I think with Monaco, they it, it's hard so to keep. It's, it's hard to keep going to the well. Yeah, and they, they had so much taken out and like at their once. best players. Like I always thought that it would happen to Dortmund, um, and it did a bit, but Dortmund's was a little more gradual. So obviously Goethe left, and then Lewandowski left a little bit later, then Hummels has has left a little bit after that. Yeah, they've um, all sort of, almost one by one. Every yeah, year. whereas Monaco, Monaco was got right an absolute, yeah, yeah. Like Mbappe went, and then uh, Kazawa even went, the left back, and Mendy went. Bernardo Silva, Silva went, Dakayoko went. Dakayoko left, yeah, I mean. But they've replaced them though, so Mbappe got replaced with Keita Balde, I don't think he set it on like, a light via no, the season I mean, and Jovetic is just Jovetic when he's when he's playing and he's good he's decent but you can't rely on him no. he's just injured too much he is injured an awful lot a bit like Danny Sturridge came on for the West Brom today oh did he? yeah I just <laughs> thought that's not gone that well and then I thought I mean it's Has hard to have any, for him? I don't know it's hard to have that much sympathy for West Brom because it's kind of like a look, yeah he has been injured and that's unfortunate but I mean that that's who he is that's yeah, you bought one. You signed up for that. Yeah, I mean, you must have at least... I mean, to be fair, I think when you're West Brom, it's worth the risk on a, on a Danny Sturridge because actual ability-wise, he's eight times as good as all your well, players. Possibly as well, what have you got to lose? Yeah, exactly. You're already well adrift. And, yeah. I mean, I like Rondon. 
can't do it on his own. He's not a 25-30 goal man. He's 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 like a 10 to 15 at best. At best. Rondon is a... Look, he creates space for other lads. You need other lads. And to be fair, Jamie Vigas, since he came back from injury, has scored like seven goals or something. Yeah, he's been all right, hasn't he? Which for a team like West Brom is pretty good. Yeah, he's been all right. He'll get a move. It'll be interesting to see, just as a side note with West Brom, who they keep. Yeah, it will. Because I think that team will get gutted. Well, you were saying earlier you think Warnock will take a a few of them if Cardiff come up, obviously. I can see that happening. (laughs) I I can just see him take... Anyone who gets relegated... Yeah, you could... Cause he doesn't because he just doesn't strike. I mean, I might be selling a Warnock short, but he doesn't strike me as a a coach that will scout extensively in Europe. He'll go with what he knows. Yeah, he'll go. Craig Dawson's serviceable. Yeah, and I think you know this. And there's merit. Yeah, there's merit and there's there's cons to it. Like I can see it working for for Warnock because I think he can. I think to keep you up, it's actually a it's a good strategy. It's a good strategy because you'll get him at. A, at a mm. decent price and I think they've been in the Premier League long Moisey's like, a long like that as well like I remember when Moisey first became United manager I know some Everton fans one of the things they complained about with Moisey was like essentially before signing off any kind of transfer he had to he had to be absolutely sure on the player so essentially they'd they'd end up losing transfer targets because he'd insist on them being scouted for like 18 years or something. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. An extensive scouting. And then obviously, it. like, so I mean, at Sunderland, there was a lot of... Is Stephen Pienaar still there, for example? I think he is. Is he still there? Brian Oviedo's still there. Oviedo's still there. Darren Gibson still hangs about. I don't think he's there anymore. No, he, he fell out with him, didn't he? After the, uh, the <laughs> I incident. think he was like, you shit, Lance. And he was like, you're shit. <laughs> no, like, you can't call his shit. He was like, I mean, I can't. <laughs> I really can't. Just everyone just left. But... Um, anyway, getting back to France. So what, I've, what I'm interested in in France in the coming years is, um, is it Marseille who, are, who have money now? Um, to kind, yeah. More than they used to. Yeah, because like, if France could have... I think like, they're going to be... If they're like... I, I think this is where you were going as well. Mm. If they have money, they'll be the best foil for yeah. Paris. Because yeah, like, I think Monaco, they're still the most supported. Yeah, Mon- and like Monaco is... Look, it's on Monaco. It's, no one cares. Yeah. Their, their stadium holds eight people. If you're in Monaco and it's a nice day, the last thing you want to do is go to their stadium and watch football <laughs> yeah. against Gwyn Camp at home or whatever. Yeah, it's no disrespect to Gwyn Camp, <laughs> but, but that's how it is. Whereas Marseille are like a real team and and essentially like Scottish football for quite a while has managed to get kind of better TV deals than it should because people will watch Rangers against Celtic. Yeah, definitely. Like, so I mean, like, if you can get like a rivalry going, if you get someone, that, like, well, I think since start... Paris got all the money, their TV deals for the have league got have better, gone yeah. a lot higher. I think someone was saying that from a club like Toulouse or something. Yeah, well, they were asking him. They were like, coaches, they were asking yeah. the chairman. They were like, oh, but this league, you know, mm-hmm. where's the light at the end of the tunnel for you? Because Paris is so much um, mm. more financially equipped to just dominate the league than everyone else. And he was like, yeah, but we get loads of money now. Yeah. By our standards for TV and stuff, we get quite a bit. Hmm. But Leon have a wild card for me. Yeah, Leon they've got a conveyor belt of quality young players. It's just can they keep them? And I mean, I think the answer's probably no. And they've got but... a real nice new stadium. Yeah, yeah. But again, like, I, 
I think, I'm not positive on this, but I think France in general needs a league on me up. Like, no, it is. It is. Like, like very much so. Like, I think of the other major leagues, I actually think Italy is, is back on me up. Yeah, me too. Um, I mean, I've thought this for a while and it's not kicked in just yet, but it must soon, I think. I really think Spain is heading for some kind of decline. I think their days as, you know, European football's big boys is, is uh, are numbered. Real and Barca will always be yeah, Real and Barca. But, I mean, like, the league as a whole, I think, I think it's well, due a drop-off. There is the fourth with a goal difference of zero. <laughs> yeah. Or no. fifth. No, the fifth, sorry, with a goal difference of zero. That, that's not okay. But, like, speaking of Spain, we may as well come to Spain. So, Real are obviously... I think they won today, but they like, like last third, minute yeah, against Maga. Yeah, third. They um, were fourth at the start of the day. But once I, to be fair, like I said, they'll always be real. They'll always be like a, of a level. But I do think pretty soon there's going to be like a Ronaldo without the, you know, ridiculousness that comes with him. And I'm not sure that they've got anything in place to deal with that at the minute. Like I've seen them a couple of times this year. And like, if he doesn't yeah, turn up, mean. they're not good. I know now, what you mean, yeah. You'd imagine that they will just come out and buy some people to replace him and it should be fine. Um, but how to replace, you know, maybe the second best player ever. Yeah. And like, Barca's is a little further away with Messi, but similar thing. Because like, Suarez and Iniesta both look whole, better than... Like, I've, I've watched Barca not a lot this mm. year, so I might be you know, talking out of place, I might be wrong, but a lot of their tactics really depend on Messi being out of this world yeah you know him to find that key pass or him to yeah, I think it's, it'll get be a... things going in the final third and I think that's what hurt me it's Roma they just went nothing else could hurt us eh? let's just <laughs> clue it on Messi <laughs> just... not even Suarez at the minute can hurt us and yeah they and couldn't came, really do came anything up for him, yeah. so... but Barca are the most this is the most pragmatic I think I've ever seen him play it is pretty pragmatic, yeah. So and to be fair, in the league it's worked because they've not lost. No, that's the weird thing because I like I consider this Barca team in my head like the worst it's been since my card. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me too. And yet like, they've not, not lost been, a game. It's not been great, but coming back to what you were saying, that's a damning indictment on where Spain is. I think yeah, as a league. Like, I, I mean, Sevilla beat us, which is just weird, but like not good Sevilla. Atletico have been in the Europa League now and they might win that. Um, be my favourites too. Although... They're not this indomitable force. No, but they're not. And I, I'd love to see uh, Arsenal win it, as you know. Yeah, we all would just to see Wenger <laughs> triumphantly just tell everyone that he's signing <laughs> on again. For seven years. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing anyone can do. But, yeah, that's the, that feels like the final. It does feel a lot like the final, yeah. Um, but that brings us on to Germany. I don't know what I think about Germany. Um, um, a league, for me, that by their own rules make it impossible to have any real competitive balance unless Klopp or a Klopp figure does an all-time yeah. Dortmund thing. So I, I, I can see... Um, so at the minute, like, what would we consider Europe's top three leagues at the minute? Like, in terms of what, like, you know, to, like, spectators, not the coefficient. Because um, I think, like, 
Spain would probably come in it, but like Spain's is skewed by two teams as far as I can see. Oh, just like attendance, isn't it? Well, it's just, you know... Like, so for me, it'd be England, because I think yeah, England, they have the best resources yeah, yeah, and stuff. I tell you what, like Italy's not... It's not far from from taking second for me. It might even be second. Like yeah, the, the bottom is bad. So yeah. watching Spal <laughs> and Benevento, like it, that is a tough watch. But they've got a lot of teams that are quite interesting. Like mm. Atalanta beat the breaks off in Everton this year. Twice. Yeah, they did. And they were very close to knocking Dortmund down. And yeah, they're like what Italy's eighth best team or yeah. So if you seven. say right, so I reckon at the minute. Like the the top three European leagues are England, Spain, and um, I'd probably just say Germany. Like yeah, that. me too. But I, c- I can see that changing to England, France, and Italy. Yeah, yeah. I can not... see that being being a thing down the road. Because I think with Germany, we mentioned this before, but they have a rule where it's called fifty plus one. Yeah. So like, the fans have to have at least like. Over fifty percent, yeah, fifty-one percent of, uh, of like ownership, but it makes it too easy for Bayern. Yeah, it really does to keep monopolising the league because Dortmund, you can't keep expecting your scouts to come out with unbelievable like, no, you talent out of nowhere. Can't keep signing Kagawa and Lewandowski. And the thing with with Germany is the, the one team that I think's proper equipped to go head to head with Bayern, they hate. Leipzig. Yeah. yeah. Like, the one team that you're sort of in your head going, well, they're backed by mm. a massive company. They look like they can spend a fair whack. I actually have a lot of time for how they're buying their players. Like, they buy them quite young, and then if they sell them, you sell them for, like, a, yeah, no, ten think, times the price that you bought them for. Yeah, them. if it's a good model, like... But everyone hates them, and you're just like, lads... Are you just happy with the status quo with Bayern Apparently. always being the best? Apparently. Signing Leon Goretzka for nothing. Signing Goethe for, what, 30 mil. Signing mm. Lewandowski for nothing. Signing Hummels for whatever. <laughs> yes. like, you just seem happy with them cherry-picking any the best players I'm, out of your league. And I'm like openly having that as their... Uh, like stated uh, mo, like it's what they do. It's like it's not like oh yeah, buy and do that. It's like, but like, if you ask buy and they're like yeah, we just we just buy. Yeah, but unashamedly, like just what we know, do. Same <laughs> in your face about it. But <laughs> yeah. Like as much as I'm a fan of Klopp's work, he won two leagues because Bayern didn't have a house in order. Once Jupp Heinkers got it in order, he started beating Klopp that year with his own shoes. He did, yeah. Every competition. Like, the only hope you've got in Germany is if Bayern just go... Yeah, you need word. to catch him on a bad day. But, as we mentioned last week, or the week before, they'll just sack the manager <laughs> after five games. Go, this isn't working. Damn. We, we, we know enough <laughs> times now, Ancelotti. You might win the league, but we can't take that chance. So get out. But it's going to be close. We want it won by February. <laughs> yeah. You know, Hine, you know, we'll get that. Then Jupp Heynckes went. Yeah, okay. I'm All right, I'll do that. I'm back for my third spell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm here again. It's so fine. Oh, I, I like saw it. um, said this week um, they signed Nico Kovac to be their new coach. Yeah. Well, Frankfurt are pretty annoyed because they're like we're fighting for Champions League. We didn't announce it. Yeah, that's. Cool. Bayern came out and went. He's going to be our new coach. 
like on the day they were playing Leverkusen, I think they got battered by Leverkusen. Was it 4-1 or 5-1 or something? Against a team that is in the running with them. And their chairman yeah, was angry, like, yeah. why they did, could they not do this after? Yeah. Like after the season. That is understandable. Like it's yeah, derailed our season. Like, we're on for a historic year by our standards. Yeah, Bayern do seem told, to be a like, bit arsey, to be fair. You've just told everyone that our coach is off. Thanks, lads. <laughs> yeah, strange. All right, okay, so I think that pretty much wraps up our uh, European football roundup. It's a good roundup. Yeah, no one cares about Holland or Portugal. Although PSV battered Ajax. They did, yeah, they really did. <laughs> Who is, um, who's Ajax manager at the minute? Is it still Frank? It's not, because he got sat by Crystal Palace. Who is it? Um... I'm trying to think, actually. Oh, okay, we'll just leave. That. <laughs> okay, so quick thing on WrestleMania. Then I want to in- introduce a new podcast feature. You'll like it, don't we? Um, so yeah, WrestleMania was awesome. Awesome is a bit strong, but it was good. So I, yeah, I don't watch a lot of wrestling, if no, any. I've been out of it for a little so while. I had no real um, predictions on how good it was going to be. I was just like, last year's wasn't that great, or or the last one I watched, or the last pay per view wasn't yeah. fantastic so I was like alright I'll go with an open mind but I've not got any real high hopes and yeah I was pleasantly I was like this is yeah, quite I good it was I, very I long thought the, yeah it was five hours wasn't it that is too long I thought the match that I had the most high hopes for was the worst yeah so uh, AJ Styles, Styles and Nakamura but yeah, from what I'm reading great. like Styles is fighting at the minute or wrestling at the minute with an MCL Oh, is it? Or something. Like, oh, he's got something going on. That would explain. Because I man. said to you, I was like, I've not really seen him fight in WWE, but in TNA, he was this high-flying, could do a bit of everything. Hmm. But he has been in Maybe WWE Just a lot of kicks him. and holds. and Yeah, I mean, that would explain a lot. It was know. a real slow burner, and it didn't feel like it ever was going to catch fire. There was no real near falls. And no, it was just a bit drab, that, yeah. yeah. Like, it never got me off my seat, and I was like, oh, wow, look at that, or that was a close the, like, yeah, Portland, the two, whatever. Like, I thought, overall, it was good, solid WrestleMania. I thought it was a, what a it, seven, seven yeah, and a half. Yeah, maybe. seven, seven and a half. What it really lacked for me was, like, a big, iconic WrestleMania moment, if you know what I mean. Like a surprise. Just anything, like... Yeah, uh, I mean, you, like, you got it, I guess, with Rousey. Hogan slamming the Andre the Giant. You got it, I guess, with Rousey, but that, I reckon, for yeah. me, the big moment would have been if she made Triple H that. Yeah. That would have been the. I really the think they missed a trick on that. Although yeah. she did lift him up, yeah, she which did. was pretty impressive. And I yeah, was like, she yeah she was good. Like she was excellent. I thought. Yeah, and also, but the the other big thing for me from that WrestleMania was, like you know, I mean, I'm not against the whole women's revolution thing and, and getting more actual women's wrestling. That, no, I thought their good. I thought their match was the best of the night. Yeah, exactly. Like a lot of the time on pay per views, I've always thought like the women's matches have either been forced, forced like in, shoehorned in, or they've done it like they've done a thing where you know they've gone okay, so we're having a women's match, but we've really you know so we're just gonna have like a six per like a six yeah, way tag, which is just a bit just trying to, fit just them trying all to get in. them all in. Whereas like the the Asuka against Charlotte Flair was. a Real top quality match, and like yeah, I enjoyed real. It. This was. I bet, did I have like near like I was off my seat and I was yeah, like, it was really. Oh, is it going to end now? No, it's like a near yeah, fall and that. Was, I wasn't sure where they were going with it, and I think yeah, it was great. I really enjoyed it. 
So yeah, good solid WrestleMania. Not the best one ever. Uh, just to touch to wrap up our WrestleMania, they are trying to make Roman Reigns a hero. Yeah, I mean, they tried to just... they tried to give him his Austin versus Bret Hart moment. Yeah, and it really fell flat for me. Well, the fans you. were booing. Um, yeah, they always. You can't do, do six. F fat. Is that his special move? You can't do six. No. And have him in a bloody mess. No. And like He just I think the the bloody mess as well was a bit annoying because of how blatantly he bladed to me. Like (laughs) it was like before like before he started visibly bleeding, I knew he was about to start bleeding. Yeah, definitely. Um which was annoying. But yeah, that match, not good. What one of a pleasant surprise to be fair, it was the only way the match made sense was was seeing a full on job in for the Undertaker. Yeah, he, he curried a lot of favour there. Yeah, rightly so. Cause... With that, because from what I've read previously, he, a lot of wrestlers are like, don't put us over Cena. Yeah. And he stands in our way a little bit. Well, it's very similar to the complaints from, from Hogan, uh, from Hogan's era. Although, you know, obviously, like, thing with. That's not unlike Paris, actually, because, like, Brett says a lot in his in his book and stuff, you know. Like, I didn't mind the Hogan era that much, because, like, we made way more. Yeah. Like, we drew bigger crowds and everything when he was top of a card than, like, you know, the Ultimate Warrior years, which were probably quite bad. <laughs> uh, anyway, so that's wrestling. So, one last podcast feature, right? We've done this off podcast, by the way. I, I just think it's a good feature we could throw in, um, which is, a uh, you know, more of a... a like a, a retrospective thing. Who do you reckon, Rob, was the best striker of the nineties? Um, it's been touched on before. Not by me. We've talked about it. Mm. No, I mean, want, like I think it's Barty Stuter. Like it's a good shout because like one of the tough things, obviously, about um, about doing that is like some people like, get a bit unfortunate in that their, their careers wrap around like the turn of a decade yeah true so Batista got a good solid lot of the 90s in yeah that's what I'm looking for in, in my uh, you know who's my favourite not favourite just think for best striker in the 90s you've got to have you've got to go you know I don't want 90 to 2000 straight through but well, he went from like 91 to 2000 yeah. or 92 I reckon you've Probably got to have six years, I reckon. Boatload of goals. In a team that wasn't that good. In the best league in the world. (laughs) Got it all. So it was weird how they were built, Fiorentina. So they had a good goalkeeper, Toldo. Like, pretty decent. Then they had, what I'd say, the best nine and ten partnership in Europe. And nothing else. (laughs) Nothing else, though. Fighting to survive. Again, in the best league that's probably ever been. Well, I mean, like... You can always tell a lad's done alright when someone builds a statue of him somewhere. While he was still playing. While he was still playing. I like they didn't even seem to care when he left and joined someone else. They were just No, like, they were like, go and win your league title. Enough, <laughs> they were like, go <laughs> and win your league title, mate. Go um, win it. You I don't it. you'll disagree with me because you're a racist, I assume. <laughs> but like I would go Fat Ronaldo. Yeah, see I think his peaks are higher than anyone's. Yeah. But like you were saying before, it's the he whole. Around, yeah. It's the whole sort of did he do it for the whole decade? And you can make a like the problem with Ronaldo gets as well is probably his most iconic uh, achievement is the two thousand and two World Cup. Yeah. Which is not in the nineties. Well, at Inter, he had 
his first year where he played, mm. I think, 30 league games and scored like 25, which in that league is phenomenal. Yeah. But then he had two years after where I think he played maybe he for two like thirds of the yeah. year and then he played barely anything for two years after. Yeah. So for me, if you count his PSV, he probably had four years in the 90s yeah. of like real ultra dominance. Real high level, yeah. And higher level than there was anyone else. But can I give it him on that? Like, I'm just not... For me, like... I like to call it the Giggs Ronaldo argument. (laughs) There's there's different, you know, ways to quantify in people's eyes who's, you know, the best. Who else do we reckon would be in... Like, you know, if you were compiling a shortlist, who else would you have in that? You'd have Shearer in. Yeah, you have to have, yeah, to be fair. Shearer's problem was I when always... he had his significant injury, we didn't have the medical advancements where it'd be like, mate, you'd be fine in five months. Yeah, it altered, it's a long time, literally yeah. altered how he played. It did. So if we had Shearer at Blackburn for the rest of his days, who knows what he would have done. He would have scored more than 260. Yeah, I was doing like a sparkle quiz earlier about players who've contrib- contributed the most goals to uh, Premier League winners. So like, you know, but top was like Ryan Giggs because he's won 13 titles. So, yeah. Like his goals in each of our title winning seasons count, so it's like 80 odd, 90 odd. Um, and then, like, around, it took me ages to. Well, I didn't actually take that long because it was only in one year. But Shearer comes in at about 7th or 8th with like 34 in a single season. Considering that he's only won one as yeah, well. Yeah. It was a 42 game season, obviously. Yeah, but, he, yeah he's amazing. It's just when he got injured, a bit with a John Barnes thing, it altered how they played. Yeah, like Barnes was. Barnes is a real good example because I remember him as some fat guy. Well, I did. Like, I'm, well, I'm six years <laughs> and seven years younger than you and you know, Mike, and Barnes is by far our Mike's favourite player. So when I was like seven or eight, I just remember this fat guy. He played centre mid. And yeah. I was like, that's your favourite player? <laughs> and I like, was like, get on YouTube, mate. <laughs> Sat me down and watched all like of Barnes' <laughs> yeah. like, goals where he was just running with him from like, the own, yeah. his own half, halfway line, dancing around everyone. I was like, okay, that makes sense now. It's not the, sm- the smallish flat guy in centre <laughs> who's no. your favourite player. But, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd have Shearer. My, my top five would be... I mean, does Romario? Can we can we put him in there? It's, he didn't have ages, but he might. He made it till at least ninety four. Yeah, and he was at started. Barca till around then. What did yeah. he get replaced by Ronaldo at Barca? I think so. Yeah, and then I mean, but there's a lot who, for me, their flame, sort of, it burned brightly not long enough. Like Stoichkov. Yeah. Stoichkov similar to Romario. Yeah. Raul had a good long period of being Real. So Raul's gigs for me. Yeah, I know what you mean. But like he walked for a while, he was their only gun. Yeah, yeah, I'd have Raul. Raul would get in there for me. Hmm. I mean, it's weird to sort of... You can't... For me, you can't, with just one like tunnel vision, compare this era and last. No. A bit like with NFL, you can't compare a quarterback who dominated in the 90s and go, yeah, yeah but Matt Stafford's thrown more pa- like, touchdowns. It's the rules are different, the game's <laughs> yeah. changed. Um, yeah, going back to the 90s, I mean, how much goals do you think were that Batistuta scoring this era? He Seven scored. million. <laughs> like or that Ronaldo, like, yeah. or that Shearer at Blackburn. Like, how 
Well, Ronaldo had the similar look, you know. Even, like, he was in a better area for injuries being treated, but if he was around now, like, theoretically, he could have played on exactly as he was after his injuries, because he wasn't the same after. No, no. At all. I mean, but he got fat. He just became a proper penalty box lad. Yeah, he did. Uh, Who else have we got? Georgie Ware? Again, like, I think he's... Better years, like we don't like George Weyer. I equate him to a boxer who, you know, finally won his world title, but we'd mm. seen the best of him before he'd actually won his world title. Yeah, a bit like Ricky Hatton. Like we'd yeah. seen the best of him. I know he got the title and then he defended it a little bit, and he got more notoriety that way. Like where at Milan was good, but for me, not as good as Paris or or Monaco. Like yeah. that was where he was like this explosive. Play. Yeah, like, I don't know if you saw that goal he scored at Bayern no, where he just dances through I think it's when he's at Paris he just dances through and just rifles one in the top yeah. corner it wasn't a golden age of strikers when I he's there's, it? A f- there's a few there's some real good Italy, ones like do we put Baggio hmm. was he an out and out striker I mean I, you'd have, I think you'd have to class him as a striker because Baggio, yeah, Baggio in, his, in his Milan at both Milan was quite barren yeah, he was. His yeah, but he was. He brought it back at Bologna, and then he at Brescia. He was. Yeah, he was. He was absolutely brilliant. But I don't know if his Brescia stint. I think it sort of like you were saying before. It covered the last bit of a decade, hmm. and yeah, I think like another. I think a lot of a like decade most in. of the like it wasn't a terrible era for for strikers for now. In fact. There were some real all-time greats, but like, like I think the nineties did have a lot of lads either just coming to their end or just starting. But it had a lot of had lads. Very though, few guys. It, yeah, it had a, a fair few lads though who would do it for like two years. Yeah. Then they'd go off the boil. Then they'd come back, and that's why I like Batistuta as my choice because he just went right through. Yeah. Of him just scoring loads of goals. Yeah. He loved that shit. And he's probably. Maybe one of the best pure strikers of a ball I've ever seen. You essentially can't walk now, can you? Like no, he's he was saying like in. both his knees are just shot. Yeah, it's a shame. Which is a shame. He, like he, he came back to I think Fiorentina a couple of weeks ago. Well, but I, but I, like I he actually looked well. Like in his face and stuff, he looked well. But he seems from the waist down yeah. in a, a terrible mess. pain. Yeah, he he did have a tendency to look a bit like a tramp as well. <laughs> but what's the um, Underrated about Batistuta as well, just to carry on, is how good his record for Argentina is. Yeah, it's absolutely outstanding. Yeah, but because he really never good. won out, I think he might. Yeah. Did he realize? Like, did he win a Copa America? It seems like I'm he might sure. have won one in the nineties, like early nineties. I yeah. don't know if he was part of that or whatever. But yeah, it was. It was real good. Yeah, I don't know if he's if it was top something, five or just outside. It was something weird, or like fifty and seventy or something. Yeah, like it's a real quality. But his World Cup record's really good as well. Like I don't know if he's in the top five or just outside, but like he's really high on the list of all time yeah. World Cup scorers. Like for a guy who's not won it, he's very very high. Um, but a lot of good teams in in those eras didn't have a proper prolific. Yeah. Like, Germany's most prolific guy was Giovanni Albert, and you wouldn't really say he's a... No, he kicked about in the 90s, didn't he? 
Yeah, he just finished at 96, so I mean... Yeah, he wasn't the full thing. Yeah, true that. Rudy Valor got a bit of a... Fred Beerhoff. Never really got behind Beerhoff. No, he was good at Udinese, but he wasn't like this, you know, massively prolific guy. Shevchenko, a bit late. Um, there's not a lot in Spain because it was like it's a suspiciously down period for Spain in the 90s like in terms of European um, success it was a pretty fallow period like it was for Barca and, like, I mean Real and Real yeah Real's first was first Champs League was so 2000 like, and that was the first oh, one oh they won one in 97 but it was the first time they'd won oh, did they, did they, yeah, oh, the no, they did yeah sorry. but it was like the first one they'd won in like 30 years or something yeah. like it sort of ended their barren year and sort of just being to be fair to Barca they actually won their first one in like 91 didn't they? Yeah. yeah so I mean it wasn't that bad but yeah compared to what but they didn't have loads in. of strikers who were no they for, really throughout didn't. the decade anyway they might have like yeah Gazi. which was quite good yeah I suppose Zamorano was, was decent but like he was just decent for a lot of the decade he was never he wasn't that prolific at in no fact. Like, Ray Allen, Sevilla were his places. Yeah. I tell you he's a, a good one. Davo Suka. Actually, Davo Suka's a great shout, yeah. Right, he, that he, is a he'd very probably good shout. Get in there. I think he'd be in my top three, yeah. He was... He and then he scored a great, great goal against He really Schmeichel. did. He really did. And yeah, then his was, celebration was great as well. Yeah, he was He was a fine young man. Because he was good at Sevilla as well. Was, yeah, he it was. was. Sevilla, Real. We're sticking yeah. with Batstuk, though, as our, as our choice. For me... I, right. I can see merits to Ronaldo. No, I mean, I, I, I but take I do you love Batistuta. A lot of, he just a lot of Ronaldo's of best work was in in the decade afterwards. Actually, not his best work, just his most notable work. His just best his work for me is by Mile, year. Just right. his most consistent work. Yeah. So it's like year after year for like, what, 2001 yeah, to like 2006. And he got his World Cup. Yeah, yeah. he had his he does, with a he have his own World Cup. <laughs> um... But yeah, I do like Batistuta's just... Yeah, so... Hey, he scored 20 goals every day. So next week, Rob, if, you know, if we decide to keep the feature, we're going to do goalkeepers. I've, I've not decided of what time period. It'll have to be... It'll have to be 90s or 2000s. Yeah, we weren't, we weren't live. Oh, just as a side note before we finish. Yeah. yeah. Jerry Halliwell was at Milan <laughs> Napoli. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I need it, answers to what the yeah, hell I was like I need answers but I kept singing more stuff about how she was there with Bruce Grobber I was like I need more answers then I saw that she was taking a penalty at half time which she scored and I was like lads I need more answers then I saw she was in a Milan throwback shirt and I'm like lads just... I just need answers <laughs> like... with Rude Hullet acting like a chaperone around Milan for yeah. her and quite a few other uh, people and Freddie Flintoff was there and some shit comedian like I'd it makes no sense to me any how did it happen Rob how did that come I don't about? know mate but the world needs answers I reckon that's what I'm attributing the vibrant Sanzera atmosphere down to to, to Jerry to everyone mean, being everyone there everyone was happy to see him Jerry Halliwell was there was looking in well the house. Was looking she was well. looking well yeah. yeah your mic used to be dangerously obsessed with her I yeah, don't know yeah. if you remember that but it was he, it he was, did to the point where if I go back to my mum and dad's house I'm sure there's quite a few Spice Girl cassettes laying around, which they're not mine. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, like, honestly, <laughs> they're like, not mine. My dad couldn't tell Jerry Halliwell out of a police lineup, so they're not his. My mum, uh, it's no. not impossible, but I don't buy no. it. It's our Mike. It's it your was Mike. our Mike. Like genuinely, there were times during that Jerry Halliwell obsession where I felt like I should alert the authorities. 
because he or was... at least Jerry Halliwell's people. <laughs> yeah, just just a one at worst. Just got but Jerry... he was a high school student. So how much damage could he really have done in a society if it doesn't let them have guns? <laughs> Uh, yeah. Anyway, so uh, so should we we call that a podcast. Yeah. So we'll come back next week. A good solo podcast, and hopefully yeah. we've got our record deal. Yeah, yeah. We'll look into that. We'll just send Mike. Not out not a, not a deal for podcast. A record. <laughs> we, we got a, a cost at about a record deal. <laughs> yeah, we did. And we're, we're gonna sign up. Well, we're gonna yeah. be big stars. We're gonna make hour long podcasts into music. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna be big. Stars. Don't know what our videos are gonna look like, but. We are going to make them into... Just for cat. Just imagine our podcast being on What's Like Music channel, The Box. Because <laughs> yeah, it'd just be so low maintenance. You wouldn't, you wouldn't need someone to just pick new stuff. No. Just, just be an hour of this. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, so if, we, if we're not back next week, it's because we're on like national syndicated... Either radio. that or Mike caught wind of us doing it by ourselves and just and killed us. Yeah, because yeah, he has been threatening to do that a lot recently. It's his birthday on Friday, just so you know. Yeah, for, just before we finish, Friday the 13th Is was when he was born. and Yeah, yeah it was always when you bring it up in our house, my grand would go, it's not bad luck in our house. <laughs> yeah. My brother was born, and I'm okay. like, but I'm sure he, he thinks that's held him back in <laughs> yeah. some capacity. He must do. You would, wouldn't you? I was born on Bastille Day, by the way, which is oh, yeah? Yeah, essentially the French um, National Day. National Day yeah. I've long thought about moving there, so I never have to work my birthday. <laughs> it's a good plan. You know, then but I would obviously be in France. In France, yeah, it's, um, it's not great no. for someone who doesn't speak French. No, not, not a lot, no. <laughs> anyway, so, so that's that. Yeah. We'll be back next week with... with who was your best goalkeeper of the 90s? Yeah. So actually, send us your... Send where? Send them where, Rob? Just go in. Just keep it in your head. Yeah. Oh, and then just, just think about it and, and see, then just see if you agree. angrily disagree with whatever answers we come up with. All right. Okay, later, guys. Later.